0: Before they became Batman, Catwoman, and the Joker, high schoolers Bruce, Selena, and Jack did whatever it took to satisfy their own self interested motives, even if it destroyed the ones they loved in the process. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a brand new and very special bonus episode of YA Book Chat. Recently, I was emailed by DC Comics and asked if I would review a brand new young adult graphic novel that they are publishing. And of course, I said yes, because who's going to refuse that? So DC Comics sent me a free copy of this new graphic novel. And today I'm going to give you a preview at what it's about. This new graphic novel is called Gotham High, and it's written by New York Times bestselling author Melissa de la Cruz, and it's illustrated by Thomas Petilli. As you can tell from the title of this graphic novel, we are going to be stepping into the world of Batman and all that that universe entails. So come along with me as we journey into Gotham City. After being kicked out of boarding school, 16-year-old Bruce Wayne returns to Gotham City to find that nothing is as he left it. What once was his family home is now an empty husk, lonely but haunted by the memory of his parents' murder. Selina Kyle, once the innocent girl next door, now rules over Gotham High School with a flair for the dramatic and a thirst for danger, aided by class clown Jack Napier. When a kidnapping rattles everyone at the school, Bruce seeks answers as he takes on the role of the dark and troubled knight. But is he actually the pawn? Nothing is as it seems at Gotham High, where the parties and romances are at the highest stakes, and where everyone is a suspect. Gotham High takes us into the world of teenage Bruce Wayne, Selina Kyle, and Jack Napier. Or, as you better know them, Batman, Catwoman, and the Joker. This is an origin story that is absolutely fresh and new and gives a brand new perspective on Gotham City and all of its inhabitants. Not only do we see Bruce Wayne, Selina, and Jack, but we also meet Poison Ivy, or just Ivy as she's called, Harvey Dent, Dick Grayson, Barbie Gordon, Alfred Pennyworth, Principal Gordon, and even get a little bit of a hint at Harley Quinn. There are so many reasons that I really enjoyed this graphic novel. It was such a delight to read it, not only for the fantastic dialogue and the storyline, but also because the illustrations are so wonderful and they are on point. One thing that I really enjoyed was that this is a fantastic origin story. It takes us back to when all of our favorite villains and superheroes are in high school. And they're young, they're just starting out, they haven't yet become who we know them as. And so we're gonna get to see where they start out and how things develop for them. This graphic novel also has fantastic dialogue, which I'll get into more detail about in a little bit. It has a fresh new perspective on the storyline of Batman. There are lots of new ideas and storylines not just for Batman, but for each of the characters as well, and there are some very intriguing backstories that we get. And the story itself is very susp- suspenseful and exciting, and it really keeps you hanging on. And it's just a fun filled thrill ride the whole time. And I really enjoyed it. And I feel like all of you will as well. So let's get into some more specifics about what I really enjoyed about this graphic novel. The first thing is, like I said, Melissa de la Cruz put some fresh new takes on the story of Batman and Company. So for one thing, Batman or Bruce Wayne, his family is actually from Hong Kong. So they're Asian. And I really liked that because I feel like it's important that we represent multiple cultures in our society. And so I really love that she chose to make Bruce and Alfred and his mother and father Asian. Another new idea that Melissa puts forth is that the money that the Wayne family has actually comes from his mother's family. And she's the one who brings the fortune into the family, and they come from Hong Kong and move over to the United States where Bruce is born. Now, after Bruce's parents are murdered, Alfred, who is Bruce's uncle in this story, comes back to Gotham City to raise Bruce. And right there is another thing that I really liked about this, is that Melissa chose to make Alfred Bruce's uncle instead of just the butler who lived with them. And I really like that there's a familial connection instead of him just being somebody who worked for the family. Yes, even if somebody works for the family, you can feel like you're family with them, even though you're not related. But I thought it was a great choice to have Alfred actually be Bruce's uncle in this version of the story. Another new storyline that I really liked was that we have the inclusion of Principal Gordon. So we all know that in the Batman world, we have Commissioner Gordon and his daughter, Barbara Gordon, who we all know becomes Catwoman. Well, there's no police officer or detective or Commissioner Gordon in this story, but we do have Principal Gordon, and she is Barbie Gordon's mother. So we can assume that she is probably Married to the man who will eventually be the future Commissioner Gordon. And I really liked that she was included in this. Another way that Melissa De La Cruz really brings some fresh perspective in to the Batman universe is by giving Jack and Selena some really good and interesting backstories. So instead of us not knowing anything about them we find out more about their characters and about their families and kind of what makes each one of them tick and I think that it really helps put perspective on who they are currently in this graphic novel when they're in high school and it also helps you understand more about who they become in the future when they turn into the Joker and Catwoman. And one tiny, subtle little thing that I noticed that Melissa de la Cruz added that I thought was just kind of ingenious was she does put a reference to Fortnite in the graphic novel. And I just thought that that was really fun because DC Comics is... You know, doing a great job of appealing to a new generation of readers. And they want those who are 13 to 18 years old to really get into these classic hero and villain stories. And incorporating something like that, that they all know and love, I think is a fantastic idea. I want to take a minute and just talk with you also about the dialogue in this graphic novel. It is fantastic. Melissa de la Cruz really puts in some sharp and witty, a very creative and intriguing dialogue, and she has these fantastic little one-liners that give you hints at who each character is going to be in the future so for example ivy is showing bruce a room at the apothecary where she works and bruce says it's like a bat cave and then at another point bruce is talking about you know trying to figure out who's behind the kidnappings that have happened and alfred says to him you're going a bit vigilante we also have a couple other lines about jack where bruce says to him you're nothing but a clown. And Selena says, you're the biggest joke, Jack. That's all you are. And of course, we can't go without references to Catwoman, right? So Jack says about Selena, oh, she'll probably show up. She's like a cat. And then Selena herself says, after all, a cat has nine lives. And she was referring to herself when she makes that comment. And we also get another, like I mentioned earlier, we get a look at Harvey Dent in this, who becomes Two-Face when he's older. And he actually has a really great line in here, too. He says, some people have all the luck. And as we know, Two-Face bases who he's going to be for the day on luck, but just by the flip of a coin. And, you know, these are just some of the quotes that are in this. I really I picked these ones because they specifically point out who each of these characters is going to become. And I thought it was really unique and creative that she included those lines like that because she didn't have to. But it's just really fun because it kind of like if somebody you know, who's 13 to 17 years old is reading this and maybe this is the first time they're being introduced to the DC universe and to the Batman universe, you know, this is really going to help give them some perspective and inklings and little clues as to who these characters are going to be in the future. All right, so something else that I really loved about this graphic novel was the illustrations. And along with the illustrations, just all the different nods to the Batman universe, and there were actually a couple to the DC universe in general that were in this. So one thing is just, you know, Alfred, even though he's Bruce's uncle, he refers to him as Master Wayne. And we all know that that is what the original Alfred does in the stories. He calls Bruce Master Wayne. And I thought that it was great that Melissa de la Cruz decided to include that even though you know Alfred is Bruce's uncle and he could just easily call him by his first name I think it's fun that she chose to include that and just have that little nod to the original series and as far as the illustrations go there is some really great stuff that Thomas Patelli put in here so for one thing is anytime there's an illustration of the outside of the high school we see the, the sign for the high school right and it says Gotham High School home of the bats How appropriate is it that their mascot is a bat? Principal Gordon, there's a scene that takes place in her office with her and Bruce. And you can see in one of the pictures that there is a mug on her desk that has the bat symbol on it. And I just thought that is ingenious. It's just this tiny little thing that he puts in there and it's just perfect. There's another scene where they're in science class and on the board is written bat dissection. So again, another little hint at the bats there. Ivy, when Bruce meets her, she is working at an apothecary shop and Bruce is there because he's looking for a poison. He's trying to figure out something about a specific poison. And so of course, that's perfect for Poison Ivy and who she is and who she becomes. Another great little nod to their characters that the illustrator included was that Selena wears a necklace all of the time. And the necklace that she wears is a cat head. And I just thought that that was fantastic. Then we have a very slight nod to Harley Quinn. So Bruce and Jack are playing poker with a group of people and there's a girl who is there and she has blue strip of hair on one side and a red strip of hair on the other side. So it's very subtle, but we've got that nod to Harley Quinn there. So it was another really fun thing, just bringing in that one extra character. At the very beginning, there is a scene with Bruce Wayne at the boarding school, which is called Arkham Prep All right, so we all know Arkham Asylum is where they keep all of the criminals from Gotham City. So this was called Arkham Prep. And Bruce gets into a fight there because he's defending Dick Grayson. Little did both of them know that soon enough, they will meet yet again and become partners in crime. Okay, now... I do have to say, my absolute favorite thing that the illustrator did here, I thought this was ingenious. So Bruce, as always, throws a party because this is what Bruce Wayne does, and apparently whether he's in high school or he's a full grown adult, he still does it. So he throws a big party and has his friends over, while he and Jack go to play a video game at one point. The video game that uh, the illustrator put into this is ingenious because it's called the Caped Crusader. And when you look at the characters in it, it's essentially Batman versus the Joker. And at the end, Bruce wins the game. And so it's very appropriate that Bruce beats Jack because Batman beats the Joker. And that was my probably my favorite illustration of the whole thing. Another really fun little nod to the characters and who they become is that Jack has this jacket that he always wears. And on it, there's a Joker patch. So there's always this emblem of a Joker on him all the time wherever he goes. So it's just this constant reminder. And then I mentioned earlier when I was talking about Harvey, about how you know he has that line where he references some people have all the luck. Well, he has a coin when he says that and he is flipping it and talking about flipping the coin and heads and tails and yeah. And so that's exactly what Two-Face does before he decides if he's gonna hurt somebody or not. And speaking of Harvey Dent... What, another thing that happens is that he gets attacked at one point and it leaves a scar on his face. So again, another little nod to his character of becoming Two-Face. One last little reference that I really liked because this one was more subtle and it wasn't a nod to the Batman universe, but it was a nod to another universe within DC. There is a building in the comic that's called Metropolis Estates and in case you guys don't know metropolis is where superman lives and he lives there as clark kent of course so i appreciated that thomas patilly the illustrator took the time not only to have all these fantastic nods to the entire batman universe but he also took the time to put a nod to another character in the dc universe and i thought that was really cool so one other thing that I really appreciated about this graphic novel was actually at the very end and wasn't even part of the story. So I am keeping this episode spoiler free, so I'm not going to tell you exactly what happens. But there is a point in the graphic novel in the storyline where it appears as if maybe somebody is going to commit suicide and they're thinking about it. So at the end of the graphic novel, I turned what I thought was the last page of the story. And I turned to the back and they had a whole resource page on suicide prevention for teens. And seeing that really made me happy because I feel like so many people struggle with mental health issues, no matter what age you are, whether you're a teenager or, you know, a 40 year old or, you know, 60 year old, whatever age you are, you can struggle with mental health. But I feel like a lot of teenagers really, really struggle in so many ways with depression and anxiety and thoughts of suicide. And so the earlier that we can catch it and treat it, the better. So seeing that DC Comics is really taking this step towards mental health for teens and caring about them really um, made me happy. And I it makes me even more excited to be a part of this project and being able to review this graphic novel. Because, you know, it's not just, hey, we're just putting this out for fun. They're also including these awesome resources for parents and teenagers so that you know, teens can get the help that they need. And I really appreciate that. And I was so incredibly happy to see that there. And Thomas Petilli as well, so that you can look up both of them and see what they have done. And a little further note on Melissa de la Cruz, I'm actually going to be covering another one of her books On the podcast in June, I'm going to be covering The Queen's Assassin. I've even already recorded that episode, and I'm so excited because that is a brand new young adult novel that just published recently within the past couple of months, and it's very, very good, and you guys are going to love it. So be sure to stay tuned for that episode of my podcast as well. But again, the links to everything, to Gotham High, to the author's website, to the illustrator will all be in the show notes for today, and I highly encourage you guys to look at those. And I'm also going to put a link to DC Comics in there as well. So you can check out what else DC Comics has to offer. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening today. Thank you again to DC Comics for asking me to review this graphic novel. I really enjoyed it. And I'm very glad that I had the chance to do this. So don't forget to check out YA Book Chat on Instagram and Facebook. You can also send me an email at yabookchat at gmail.com with any book recommendations you might have or any questions about the podcast. And if you could, go ahead and give YA Book Chat a review and five-star rating. It really helps a lot. Thank you so much, and we will chat again soon. So overall, I absolutely loved this graphic novel. I highly recommend it. Um, The funny thing is, is that I'm actually not normally a graphic novel person. I mean, I've read them before. I used to look at my dad's comic books when I was younger. I will often go to a bookstore and leaf through all their comics and graphic novels. I just don't always buy them and bring them home. But I was so glad when DC Comics asked me to do this and when I read this because, again, it's just a fresh new perspective on the storylines. It's a wonderful origin story, and I'm a really big fan of origin stories. So even as a 39-year-old adult, this was absolutely perfect for me, and I know that it's going to be a really big hit with a young adult audience as well. And so I highly recommend this, and I feel like you guys should all run out and get this. And... Today is Wednesday, April 8th, and Gotham High is now officially available. It became available yesterday on April 7th. So I am going to put information on how to order it in the show notes for today. I will also have links to Melissa de la Cruz.